Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Welcome back to a much, much younger and vibrant version of Chaos and Disorder. I am your host with the most, the talent, Rick Flieger, joined in studio and for the second week in a row in the big boy chair, a man consisting primarily of malted hops and hipster beard dander, the mush-mouth mallet head, the world's worst fantasy commissioner, Mr. Alejandro Finkelstein. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Is that your new thing? I don't, I don't think I like that. <laughs> well, whoop, whoop. Oh, it worked. Hold on. You got it this time. Okay. Now, I think we got your microphone turned up to a level where since you refuse to speak like an adult male, we turned it up enough that you, you probably oughtn't to have any gas issues over there because I think the mic's going to pick them up this week. Perfect. And Rick gets really mad when you do that. I can just tell you that from experience. <laughs> So, hey, check out what happens when you mix an angry old man with Percocet over on Twitter at Chaos and Disorder. You can check out my, play, my plea and my resume to try to get myself onto a competent radio show or podcast on Facebook at Chaos and Disorder Pod. And to speak with the show, and this is where I'm glad he's not here. We're, not, we're done muddying the right. waters. 100%. You can reach out directly to the show, shoot a message to our one and only, our singular inbox at she may be a grandmother, but she's not my grandmother at yahoo.com. That is it. Yeah. I Hang on. No, it's long. You know, you're going to have to yep. jot that down. We are up and running 100% there. Just got an email. All right. So we'll get those in. So lots to do on the show today, but I think we got to start out with conspicuous in his absence again, Mr. Rick Briggs went under the knife last week. Do we have proof of life? Uh, unless he's doing ghost texts. Okay. He is alive. So when's the last time you talked to him? Friday. Okay. Well, okay. So, so he was alive as of Friday. Correct. All right. All right. So. Ornery. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, in pain. That's good. Yep. That's good. Yep. Um, and pissed off at us. Oh, what'd we do? We apparently ruffled some feathers last week and. His? Yeah. His feathers. Yeah. He actually listened to the show and. Oh was not happy with us oh i thought it was a good show i mean i didn't listen to it but it didn't feel like it sucked while we were doing it i I concur i mean i tried to listen back to it to take notes and better myself yeah you wouldn't do that but i couldn't hear shit (laughs) you you must not yeah yeah yeah. enunciate enunciate so i don't know he's got the call and maybe he'll call in if he doesn't call in we are we joked about it last week we're going on the road yeah and i assume he's home right he's not like in hospice or a nursing home or anything i mean probably a nursing home okay well we could probably take the show there yeah i would think i mean it'd be perfect for you oh yeah we'd have to wear the mask thing would i got it we stand outside the window Put the mic up against the window. <laughs> and he could just press his glass or his face up against the glass and yell through. We could do that. I mean, we, he yells anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so but yeah, we, we, we got we got to get an update. I got to hear this. If he's ornery, he's all hopped up on pain pills and homemade whiskey or whatever he's doing up there. So, so we got to get this update. So, if you're listening live, Mr. Briggs, call into the, the listener line. What is the listener line? 
I can't see it from here. Can you see it? You got young eyes. Uh, there's a two. Okay, so start with a two, or or somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere there's a in two. The, yeah, somewhere but, in. But Rick's got to know what it is, and uh, hopefully, if he calls in, we will drop whatever we're doing. So I think he should be happy though, right? Because not too long after we got off the air, he sent a proof of life text that he made it, and we offered such support, yeah. and such relief and glee. That he made it through and was doing well. You thought think he would have been happy with us, but no, he's grumping about the show. You know, honestly, I don't think I expected a get well gift sent from us to him, but we did such a good right, job. Right. We should have got some accommodate or some award yeah, something. or something. Like just an attaboy. Maybe a clock. Yeah. I hear that's popular as a, a gift of Clocks? congratulations. Yeah. Oh, like really? retirement clocks oh. and yeah. Do you think he's retired? Do you think it's just done? I mean, if he doesn't die, I, man, I I couldn't imagine Rick retired. Nah, nah. What would he do with spare time? <laughs> Could you imagine? He would yell at clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. What I do find myself wondering is if this malady didn't take him out, which it didn't seem to. It's we, we're still in the window, right? I think. Or just general being 117 years old where it could be any day. I think the likelihood jumps up even more if he's locked down in his house. That at some point, someone in his family is just going to have to take him out, right? Like, to, to shut him up just uh, enough. Just yeah. pillow gently over yeah, like, the mouth. Yeah, like, just... like I get it, that ceiling is really aggravating, but stop screaming about it. Right, you, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean... Yes, I understand you can hear vehicles driving past, but you, but you see it's a road and they're allowed to do that. Or, God forbid, neighborhood children would be giggling and having fun at the house next door or something. It's, it's going to happen. Can somebody do something about this, son? Like, <laughs> just close the blind. And I still think we can get him back in studio. He oh, doesn't absolutely. need to milk this thing forever. No. Because what he's claiming the next time he's coming to the studio is when we do the caveman draft. That's right. like in a month, isn't it? Yeah, almost a month and three days. Yeah. Are we looking forward to that? I mean, the entertainment, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. The food, the I food, suppose. The alcohol. Yeah. The so I guess we're looking forward to it. Copious amounts of hallucinogenics. There, there are. There's a lot of drug usage yeah. by just a few people, but it's a, it's a full league's worth of drugs Absolutely, used by yeah. three or four people. Yeah. And, I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. It's like Christmas. I suppose. I don't think I'd be good on drugs. I still think that you should give it a whirl. Now, when I win that Mega Millions, I'm by the first thing I'm buying is cocaine. That's always been my thing. I've always, I've always been intrigued by cocaine. If anything, I think that's what you should do. You think that or PCP? What's P- that's like the hallucinogenics and stuff, and I don't want that no, stuff. No, it, it's it's kind of like uh, a hallucinogenic, but also steroids maxed out. Mm. See, because it's a nightmare in my head anyhow. My mind is, I, I don't want to amplify that in any way. So no shrooms? No, no, no. I never had a desire to do that. No acid? Eh. Weed looks boring. I don't want to get all giggly like a child and then get sleepy. Now, I never understood the heroin thing. I, I can watch nothing but these intervention shows now. Right. That's my that's my new obsession. And it's all they want to do. And then they jam the needle in their arm, and then they just fall asleep and drool on themselves for six hours, and then they do it again. 
I don't understand it. Like, like I can get, get I can see getting hooked on booze, right? You're out yeah. partying, you're having a good time. Same with Coke, ecstasy, all of these yeah. things. I don't understand. I'm just going to jam it in my arm, and my mind's going to go blank, and I'm going to drool on myself for half a day. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I get, you can get hooked, it's what, whatever, right, but. Right. How do you make that initial decision? Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. How do you get there? Like, I get the people that have maybe started out with an injury or something right. and, and go from Percocets and Vicodin and so on and so forth. But to just be like, hey, you know what? I heard that you end up passing out yeah. for six hours. Uh, you have this amazing initial high yeah maybe that's it for like two seconds like i never understood the musicians that yeah yeah. i don't know how they function i don't know know. you're probably not supposed to talk about that anymore and anybody who's an addict a hero now too in the in the upside down world and now that i'm in this chair i can't edit it out so oh well yeah that's true how how are you going to modify my behavior when you're now a part of the behavior i think that i just promote it and push you more into it. Yeah, well, that that's what I would hope. Then so. we just delete the whole show. You know what? I have been thinking, now that Briggs is in here, mm-hmm. I think we, it's time for me to do a weekly uh, show prep movie review. Oh. Because he was getting uncomfortable with it for a while. Like, the doggy door thing was funny the first time, and then, shocker, I took it too far for about the next eight weeks, and it was making him uncomfortable. I don't remember you taking it too far. Well, I didn't think I did. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. The, the no. creativity hasn't been there. Just I mean, there's got to be like a new hot trend. That's there. what I'm thinking, and I, I've got to track that down. So, so I'll work on that new new segment on the show next okay. week. Okay, I like it. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. This no. is a dead period in sports. I mean, everybody's back to training camp. Yeah, that, I'll never understand the obsession with that. I, I mean, if somebody gets hurt, it's intriguing. Right. If it's I guess if there's a quarterback battle, but even then, until they play preseason games. Can you name a quarterback battle this year? Pittsburgh, I guess, loosely. Loose, yeah. Are there others? Nope. Maybe. Man, there won't be one in Seattle. It'll be Locke, unless Garoppolo shows up, then it'll be Garoppolo. They're trying to pretend like there's going to be one in Carolina. I don't believe that for a second. I, I can't imagine. I mean, granted, they're paying Sam Darnold oodles of money yeah but how do you not go with baker how bad would baker mayfield have to look for you to think sam darnold is a better alternative right so i get they bring him in for nothing matt rules got to say this try to get some juice out of sam darnold but i I don't think that's a battle oh i got one cleveland well there there could be between jacoby brisket and matt matt not matt josh Rastafari, Rose, no. Rosen, Josh Rosen. Oh, it's Rosen there now. I didn't yeah. even know he was there. Yeah, now, that'll be Brissett. To it be has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe if if Watson ends up being out the entire year, you want to see what you have in Rosen. Kind of one of those deals where yeah. where the veterans your short term backup, the rookie like is your long term. Right. You, you know what I mean? Maybe it's something like that. Because I could almost see that in Pittsburgh this year, right? It's going to be Trubisky. Yeah. If Trubisky gets hurt and it's going to be out long term, it's Pickett. If it's going to be a game or two, I think they go to they go to Mason Rudolph initially. If they don't cut I him. Could, yeah, if I they could. don't cut him, I suppose that's a possibility too. Or they're 
Yeah, that's they, they had that other rookie, but I'm pretty sure he's already going to the practice yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they even do that, they might just throw him in the Allegheny River. Plausible. Yeah, that's but, what I would do. Hey, speaking of Pittsburgh quarterbacks, okay. not to get completely off topic of training camp, but did you hear uh, Ben Roethlisberger running his mouth? Yeah, this is so Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> right? It's like he can't handle the spotlight being off him. And, and what I find ironic, great quarterback, great. I mean, to, yeah. to Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I see people trying to debate whether or not that's true. It's true. You know, I mean, the numbers aren't where some of these other guys were, but different team, different. I will admit, I am not a Ben fan. I didn't like him as a quarterback. I didn't like him as a person. He's a first ballot. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it goes right to two Super Bowls. Right, and, and that's just it. But, but for him to come out, and the one that got me, he said a lot here, and it felt like they were <laughs> thinly veiled shots at Mike Tomlin, oh, if yeah. they were even that thinly veiled. But the biggest one was him talking about the me-first yes. players in the modern game. <laughs> now, look, you were more clever about it, Ben. Everything you did was about Ben Roethlisberger. You know, what are you talking about? We can pretend the great warrior god who would play through any injury. To a degree, I'm sure that's true. Also, half of your injuries were so played up that I'm not even sure. He's the kind of guy that starts limping on the wrong leg at some point. There was nobody more about me than Ben Roethlisberger. I I cannot believe you're saying that. He had so many hangnails that he played through. <laughs> I he went back to the locker room and got you know, sutures to put the flap of skin back on oh, his thumbnail absolutely. bed. Absolutely, you had to do it. And... and don't forget about all the money that he gave back to the Steelers <laughs> so that they could sign top-tier talent for right. free agency. Yeah, I, just, I, I hope this doesn't become a thing, right? So we got that one interview. Hopefully he goes away, shuts up for a few years, and then that, like they like to do in Pittsburgh, every third game they wheel out some retire guy at right. halftime and everybody, just, just be that guy. Don't don't start this. I get it you don't like being this, but don't tell me you could still play right now. You couldn't play three years ago. The fact that you were better than Mason Rudolph doesn't mean what you think it does, Ben. No. All right? It just doesn't mean that. Well, and him, throw, Whoa. him throwing Timber. Rudolph like repeatedly under the bus. Yeah. And one of my favorites, other than my arms feeling great and I feel like I could really contribute, that kind of stuff, was that he was – upset or hurt that Pittsburgh media gave Santonio Holmes more credit. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave him more credit for the catch than him making that pass. You threw it out of bounds. (laughs) He toe-tapped one of the best toe-taps in Super Bowl history to have a completion. I guess here's the question. I don't want to diminish it in any way. Yeah, greatest as a steel as Steeler fan, probably the greatest Super Bowl yeah. moment of our lifetimes. Absolutely. We weren't around for the ones in the seventies. Was it even a good throw? It was ill advised, it I would think. Now I don't know what else was there. I mean, I guess he got it over the defensive back, put it in a place where his receiver can make a play. But your receiver made the play. Maybe at least share the spotlight <laughs> with him. <laughs> right? Like you had an ill advised throw. But you threw it to the only spot where right. your receiver could make a play on it, which was out of bounds. Right. And he made a play. That was ridiculous. But we're supposed to pretend, well, yeah, the, the 
Baldwin there. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't even hear that. That is so freaking yeah. absurd. I mean, he's going to be that guy for about 10 years, isn't he? Well, yeah, and I don't want to take away the credit that he deserves for that pass. But when you start talking like that, it's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> Just you got two rings. Everybody in Pittsburgh likes you for the least little bit right. part. Like, just what what is it do you think like you said you don't like him personally yeah i kind of have no opinion he wasn't some magnanimous personality where I, I guess i was drawn to him but i never had an issue with him but there does seem to i talk to more steeler fans especially now that he's gone that say what you did right i acknowledge he was great i root like rooted like hell for him but i never liked him what what is it what well it started off for me like when i was that stereotypical Steeler fan where it was like, put the back up in. Well, yeah. yeah. You're, and then, you're a dumb yinzer. Right. I get that. And then he got in. I was like, wow, he's he's got talent. All right, here we go. And then started the – he had that really weird, like, sort of mohawk mullet thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And, like, he put on the freshman 15 and had that classic – you know the look that – Briggs has his face is all red from drinking too much. Right, right. Yeah, he had that going on. Then there was the whole thing with the bathroom stall, and then going back to the you know thinking only of yourself, the riding around on your motorcycles, no helmet, just like there was no doubt he was hammered. Right, I mean (laughs) they covered that up. There was no doubt in my mind. Just the sheer fact that he was like I give the dude credit. He came out of Miami as with this huge chip on his shoulder and everything, and he became a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. But he didn't know that the first three, four years. Maybe he did. Well. <laughs> no. But he just came across as this pompous prick that. Yeah. Well, I, that's true. I, I think the problem is you see how arrogant I am, and I've accomplished nothing. So that's imagine fair. if I was some type of world-class athlete or had a couple hundred million dollars, how freaking insufferable I would be. So I guess I can uh, maybe not relate to, but forgive somebody for that because I can't imagine what I would be if I would actually accomplish anything in this life. The only other part with it is the, what we were saying with the injuries. The, like, that, that annoyed it me. It yeah. drove me. Like, and then him being humble right. and being – you know, I, I'm not saying I put the team on my back. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a team sport. And did I mention I, my back really hurts? My <laughs> my T4 and my L6. Uh, but I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about the team win today. Right. Uh, you know, I, I had a hitch in my giddy up and my, <laughs> and my knees a little sore. You can see it swollen, but I'm not here to talk about me <laughs> and the, the four touchdowns that I threw today. I want to talk about Lev, and I want to talk about our defense. And how they picked me up because I was so injured, yeah. And, you know, (laughs) I went over and I told our secondary, you know, some keys that I was picking up on the opposing quarterback. But they were the ones that really broke down the defense. (laughs) Like, that kind of stuff just drove yeah. me nuts. No, and we bitched about that on this show for years. It, it's weird. I play guys. Have you ever played with guys like that? Oh, or yeah. I coach girls like that now who seem to, in the deep recesses of their mind, want to be injured for some reason. I don't know what that is. As somebody that was injured all the time in sports, I 
don't. Yeah, you yeah, don't want to. But but, but I, I've got a couple. I've coached a couple players in the past where it, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it's the end of the world. It, it's like remember Joseph Adai when he was oh, a yeah, running yeah. back for the Colts, and every time he got hit, it looked like he got hit by a bowling or by a cannonball, <laughs> yeah. and you'd think he was dead, and he'd yep. lay there for ten minutes, and then he'd pop up and he'd be fine. And this was literally twenty-five times a game for yep. those couple of years. I got some play, coached some players like that. I played with a lot of guys like that. I don't get it. And that was Ben Roethlisberger. And then the media really gravitated towards that. And, you know, he was a warrior. And he was, but I just, I just I, want him to shut up. Yeah. Ben, just, just shut up. Like, thank you for your time. Right. Appreciate the two wins or the two rings. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you in a couple years at camp. Yeah, go go chill out and then, then come do the glad hand and this yeah. and that. I mean, when we're all ready for Tomlin to be fired, then he can come out and criticize him and, yes. and push him out the door. But I wonder what his end game is with that. You know, is he just – maybe it's just he's retired and he's relaxed now and so it's just all coming out. But is he retired? Maybe oh. he's going to be the new Browns quarterback. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Western Pennsylvania would lose its collective. Yinders like you would lose <laughs> their minds. And I, I would root for that so much. Uh, Problem is, it, he's not better than Jacoby Brissett right now. Are you serious? A hundred percent. He's had at least six months to fully recover <laughs> in his body. This is the best shape he's ever been in. Well, isn't that what I they mean, all say? He could probably run a 4-4 right now. Yeah. <laughs> on a scooter, <laughs> perhaps. So yeah, I don't know, Ben. Go away for a little bit. Just, just, just be quiet. Yeah, just, just give it, it. Give us a season. Yeah, one. Yeah, I'd be happy with one right now. Because this is what I fear, right? We're we're gonna do the the Trubisky will be just good enough to be a question, but probably should be benched and pick it, and he's gonna be weighing in and muddying the waters, and I don't know. Everybody must Mason Rudolph must be a real dick, right? <laughs> I can only be, imagine because because, <laughs> because he's not even given a look. They don't nope. give him the courtesy of cutting him, trading him, doing mm-hmm. anything. You, Tomlin essentially openly mocks him. Every offensive coordinator who comes in openly mocks him. Ben Roethlisberger clearly hated him. Look, if it was just Ben, if it was just Tomlin, if it was just one person, okay, maybe the kid's getting a bad rap. But everybody just takes shot after shot after shot at him. He must be – he looks like a dick. He so he, pro- does, he probably yeah. is. It, he looked petulant where you almost – if he played for any other team, when Miles Garrett sculled him, I'd have been cheering for it too. But yeah. I was mad as a Steeler fan. So that's going to be a mess. And I just – yeah, go away. Did Dobbs ever say anything bad about him? I don't think Dobbs – isn't he a rocket scientist or something? I actually think he is. Something like, like that. Yeah, he's way above the – I'm not sure I've ever heard him interviewed. I'm sure he has been. Because hmm. he started a few games a bunch of years ago, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, and then he went – to Jacksonville for a season yeah. and then back to Pittsburgh. He might be with Cleveland. I think he's still in the league somewhere. I don't I don't know where he is. I'm on it. He he was always a really good third quarterback. I Heck don't know yeah. if that's damning someone with faint praise or not, but he was one that I always wondered why they went with Rudolph over him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what I I haven't seen it. And there are people locally agitating again. You know, for Mason Rudolph, he should be given a fair shake. I don't know what it is everybody's seeing. Who was that one before him that backed up Ben for a hundred years that they all that you couldn't understand why they'd never get a uh, not Jarvis Landry something like Landry Jones. Landry Jones, and then there was 
kept him around for 15 years, it felt like. Who was the guy that was from Pittsburgh, started with a G? Oh, oh Greg Kowski. There you go. Yeah. yeah, he was all right. He had a couple good years in Oakland. Dobbs is with the Browns. Oh, is he? Yep. Well, maybe he can get that starting gig. That'd be right. But now, now you got me rooting for Ben Roethlisberger to go start a game for the Browns. That that would be fantastic. Give Dobbs a shot. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. All right, how long are we into this disaster? Twenty minutes. It's too early to break. So you want to talk about another quarterback? Yes. Let's let us. All right. Let us. So, Kyler Murray got a big old fat <laughs> stack of cash. Five years, two hundred and thirty mil. Yeah, 160 guaranteed. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, to a quarterback that will actually be playing this season. Right. What did you uh, think about the do-your-homework clause, though? This might be the most absurd thing I've ever seen, and probably not for the reason that everybody else is. Okay. Of course, I've noticed today now it's become a race thing. All right? I was going to bring that up. Yep. Let me do the preamble now. This is not about race to me. All right. King so King. I'm not sure what it says about Kyler Murray. Well, I think we all know what it says about Kyler Murray. To me, this makes the Arizona Cardinals look again like the clown franchise they have ever been. For a few <laughs> years, they've been tickling you thinking they're going to be relevant. You know, throw out the, we've talked a lot about that game today, the Kurt Warner Super Bowl right. year. This is a joke clown. This is a Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars level joke of a franchise. So think about this. Whether it's true or not, you feel the need. You have such little trust in your quarterback. You're going to put a clause in his contract that forces him to do his homework. That being said, you gave him $230 million, the keys to your franchise, at $160 million guaranteed to a guy you don't trust to study film? What the hell are you doing? Four hours a week. What are you doing? <laughs> Are you kidding me with it? Maybe Kyler Murray. Look, Kyler Murray isn't the problem here. If he can get $230 million without having done any film study to this point, he's a goddamn genius. What, 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 are, we, what are you doing, Cardinals? This is ridiculous. It, it blew my mind that, one, you're a professional. It, what is the rest of the locker room thinking? Well, they're all coming to his defense right now. How? Like, I, I, I get it to the public and to the media. You're going to come out and you're going to go on. Well, that go, could be too, yeah. But behind closed doors, you know those guys got to be pissed. You would like, think. T.J. Watt, or not T.J., J.J. Watt, that guy's like got an iPad with him while he's probably on the practice field watching plays. Like, that level – of dedication. This is something that I talked about when Kyler came into the league that I said, I don't see him signing a second contract. He's not interested in football. He's going to go make his money on his rookie contract and then go to play for the athletics and make big bucks playing shortstop. Yeah, he's been agitating big. for that and, and threatening that through whatever this weird, I still never understood what the rift was behind between them. No idea. Well, remember the big deal when he did scrubbed, his socials, right. uh, the Cardinals, what all that junk ever that happens about once a week it seems. But 
Here's the weird thing. Now, I don't know what else I would accept, expect Cliff Kingsbury to say, but he was asked a question. Did you have concerns that Kyler Murray wasn't doing the appropriate game prep? And he said no. Yeah, he was at all our film set. So that – I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why we feel the need to put that in the contract. I mean, clearly – there was an issue. At least the front office had an issue. And I've got to think Kingsbury gives this his blessing. And do you really think if a guy who is a professional quarterback, professional quarterback, isn't watching film already, do you think forcing him to do it, writing into his contract <laughs> and publicly shame, do you think he's going to be paying attention? Listen, let me tell you something. Everybody think about what you at work today. Okay. And how much time you spend staring off to, in space or on Twitter or anything else but what you were supposed to be doing. You know, get on a Teams meeting, right? And how much are you paying <laughs> attention there, right? right? So maybe he is somebody does his mummy have to sign off that he put in his hours today like what what's the follow up on this and i believe it said in there he can't be distracted by television and are you high what are you sending somebody home with him what are we doing here and if it is that bad did you you wrote this in the contract, and then you said, oh, and here's $230 million and $160 mil. You could walk out the door today with two middle fingers in the air, and we're going to give it to you. What the hell are you doing? I, I, don't, I don't get it. And you know what? If I were Kyler, I got 160 guaranteed. Yeah. I would pay somebody to watch that <laughs> iPad and the plays. Give me the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, just, which is ridiculous because what – the players get is the cliff note versions from the coaches mm -hmm. so give me give me the indexed cliff note version i'm gonna go over here and play video games yeah. well that that's the word out there right he'd rather play madden or something than do film study or was doing that when he was supposed to yeah look it was the last seven games of the, it over the past four years the i think it's like he, he hasn't won more than three games out of the last 10 or last at the seven, end of the season something like that yeah and every year it starts the week after um whatever popular military video game oh see i didn't hear this well he he's <laughs> on like one of those professional gaming okay teams and whatever i keep wanting to say game of thrones that is not it at all no, but i wouldn't think isn't that that weird dragon show that all you nerds like exactly yeah, i'm not into that um but anyways, yeah, it's one of those, and it's the week after that it, it's released that they, at best, win three games out of, I think it was seven. Maybe there is something there. I, but think about how talented he, talented he is, how good he is. If this is true, imagine maybe if he does do his four hours a week of homework. Like, you, you, you've played sports. And you know those people that have the raw talent right. to get by. Mm -hmm. And they still kick everybody's ass. Yeah, yeah. Is Kyler, like, the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that made it to a professional level on pure raw talent and almost gets teams into the playoffs yeah. on pure raw talent? Well, and that's where my mind goes. I have a hard time believing. Maybe he's not doing enough as much as they think he is. But he's got to be doing something, right? In the to. NFL, I don't know. Maybe just being that athletic and so much of his game being running around, you know, the basic routes, you know, you're maybe. It just seems weird. I think the – well, but I don't – see, I, now I got myself all tied in knots. He signed the thing. But how insulting is that, right? You know, how do you look at 
you know, Kingsbury had to be a part of this. But I mean, if he's, or does it embarrass him into look? Not everybody. You heard about Peyton Manning. That's all we did right. all day. Every you know, the, these are the elites of the elite, right. and, and most great quarterbacks, I think, are like that, right? But there's probably been plenty of guys we didn't know about who did just enough to understand the game plan and a little bit of the defense and pure raw talent got them by, and they they quarterbacked a lot of nine and seven teams and put up numbers, and made a bunch of money. Who was it, Brett Favre, that said he didn't know what a nickel defense was? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. And and he did all right. Yeah, he ended up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, the whole th- but again, so to me, it all comes back to what are you giving him all this money for? So What are you thinking? Look, I know a talent like his is hard to come by. I mean, you had to draft quarterbacks two years in a row, and you went one out of two <laughs> with it. But maybe this isn't the guy for, for that type of extension. How would you feel being Josh Rosen? Like, <laughs> I, I watch 16 hours a day of right. film, and I couldn't beat this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, clearly, I stink. And then the good news is I'm going to go to Miami, and I'm going to get my shot. No, right. wait, who, who's, who's this guy, this Tua guy? What's he doing here? <laughs> now now I'm in Cleveland behind Jacoby Brissett. By way of Atlanta. Well, yeah. I'm going to back up Matt Ryan. Yeah, I forgot about that. What, two years there, and he completed four passes. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I'll tell you, that's the gig to get, man, though. Be, be oh, just yeah. good enough to be a career back. I mean, you never take a hit. You know, they probably still make, what, six, eight million dollars a year, probably? I imagine. Yeah. I mean, who was it? Somebody, um, was it for the Eagles, wasn't even at practice or at the facility, but on their payroll in case somebody got hurt. And was still making like three, four million. Yeah, I mean, that's a good life. You know, if you don't have the ego and you don't want to be out there and don't care about endorsement, you hand me six million dollars, stand behind a coach looking like a cuckold. I'll do that in a second. I'll yeah, do that yeah. for twenty five years. I don't care. Uh, absolutely. But I mean, th- th- this is all about all about the Cardinals for me. I just, yeah. I, I mean, I guess what was it? Four, five years. It's not that long. The, the money's monopoly money at this point. It's not real. It's I just, just I, it's just just insane to me. So are are we pro this? Like, just we're gonna move on. Eh, yeah, it's dumb. Like, it happened, and you got to study for four hours. But good on you, Kyler. Yeah. You know what? I bet you he didn't even read the contract. If he's not watching film. He didn't know it was in there. He's just like, oh, money sign. That's not a shot at you, Kyler, and your intelligence or anything. Right. It's just. I would probably do the same thing. Yeah. From the player's perspective, if you can get yours, I don't know, but you look like a punk now. The whole thing is absurd. Am I pro it? I don't think it accomplishes anything. I think if you have to put it in the contract, it's not going to actually happen. That's what I think. That's fair. And and here's what happens. This turns sour because this has got to create a bad relationship. Clearly they had a bad relationship for whatever reason in this offseason. And then you do this, he gets his money, everybody feels good, but then this comes out that this is in here. All this leads to we will be, if if we're not dead by that point, which is a 50-50 shot, two years from now, a year and a half from now, we're going to be sitting here into these microphones talking about, all right, are they going to actually be able to exercise this clause? Because it's going to go sideways. He's going to want to leave. He's going to pretend like he could go jump in and play Major League Baseball right now. 
and they're going to be agitating to they're going to be saying well it's because you didn't fulfill this clause and because again i don't know how they're going to validate this right whatsoever and is it going to make a difference no right hey he got his 160 million dollars right. and if they want to you know get out of here you watch three and a half hours of film this yeah. week I, it Ky- makes everybody look bad. Kyler, I know you're listening. Well, yeah, he's a, he's I, a big fan. I am for sale. Mm. I will watch your film. I will make excellent notes. I mean, speaking from a production standard, listen to this show. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. You, yeah. wa- you want an audio book? I will read out my own notes to you. Right. For a steal. Yeah. But but what I keep thinking about, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. If if I had to write into the contracts here at Chaos and Disorder mm-hmm. that you know Finkelstein, in order to keep being a producer here, you have to learn how the board works, right? Or Rick Briggs, you know, to keep doing the show, you're going to have to do a little bit of preparation and maybe sometimes participate in a conversation that you don't want to, instead of sitting over there slugging beer and scowling at us. Yeah. You'll probably do it based on the fantastic salaries we get here, yeah. but your heart's not going to be in it. You're doing it begrudgingly, right? Yeah, I mean... That's what I would worry about with Kyler Murray. All right, I'm going to watch four hours of film, but now I hate you. I'm only half paying attention. I get out on game day, and I'm lethargic because of all of it. Valid. But then I think about that money. Like, if you can just, if you can just fake it and make it... Yeah. Like... I'm still saying he's going to pay somebody to watch it. Yeah. And he's going to go off and play whatever the name of that game is. Yeah, I'm so out of the video game realm. You know, they'll they'll make a playoff here and there. Yeah. Over five years. They'll go to the playoffs twice. Twice in five years. Yeah. Yeah, They'll they'll backdoor their way in a couple of times. And then come – contract time i'm gonna be going he's gonna go to the mlb yeah. he doesn't care about football and on and on and on and like 30 years old by that. i mean i guess he still could go to the mlb but at this rate like yeah anybody can play in the mlb <laughs> well, i don't know about that oh. but. <laughs> like remember that big jamoke for the pirates you were uh oh the big fat guy yeah, that they just yeah. traded to the mets yeah. yeah and he's he's very happy to be able to play what was it for a uh legitimate franchise <laughs> and a contender well that's fair he's not wrong no no play in front of people wasn't that what it was he was blown away that he played a home game with people in the stands yeah <laughs> he'd never yeah. been never been part of such a thing before so yeah i don't know this is gonna be bad but here's what it is this isn't about race this isn't i, I don't want to hear this stuff it clearly something's there clearly something yeah he wasn't doing it or they didn't feel like he was doing it and he signed it so, so i don't want to hear this junk yep so, I don't know, we got the wires all crossed, and I forgot to upload the uh, commercials, so maybe we'll just do uh, do live reads today. So head on over to DeadSled, was it DeadSled.com or DeadSledCoffee.com? DeadSledCoffee.com. Yeah, so head on over there. All kind of sales going on. I get emails all the time from them. They're just, they're just giving it away over there. So get and on there and get some coffee. They legitimately are doing a giveaway right now where you follow them and – robots something and you get a chance to win a bag of it too and a crocheted it too doll oh no. who would want that i like clowns are you one of those weird <laughs> like i'm not the one i think it's overblown people being scared of clowns but like a murder clown is but scary 
little bit, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I don't like that. Like, no, these people are all, everybody's terrified of clowns. I think it's become like the hip thing to be, right, is to be yeah. scared of clowns. But, I mean, I'm not going to say I like them, but, but if one's running around with an axe, I, I don't like that any. Yeah, that would be that would be disturbing. Now, Ronald McDonald, he scared me. But he was more rapey than he was scary. Agreed. Like, you remember that big uh, fiberglass statue that they had by the, like, the play area? Mm-hmm. And it was posed with his arm out. Oh, he, he was, was, like, sitting on a bench. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and he had, like, come hither eyes. Yeah, and he had ill intent on he his did. face. He did. I didn't like that very much. No. So, no. so I was scared of him. And why did Grimace look like a certain, dare I say, intimate device? Which one was Grimace? The big purple one? Bingo. You know what I think it is? See, I learned, I just learned this a, a week or two ago. Apparently, uh, I almost said grapefruit. It's not a grapefruit. What's the emoji? The purple vegetable? Eggplant. Eggplant. Apparently, on, on the text or on the Facebook, an eggplant means a wiener. And I didn't know that. See, I, really? Yeah, I just learned that. It's, I'm kind of oh. out of the loop. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so what I think it is, I don't think he looked like a, a personal massager back then. But now that the eggplant has become come to mean that, that's why you're conflating things a little bit. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and your your booze and drug addled brain is right. you're starting to process things a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. That's the mass amount of ecstasy I took before the show. I don't think I'd like ecstasy. No, I don't like to dance and I don't like house music. Well, and you don't like being touched. Ah, uh, that's true. Or being around people. Now, would that change that, or would that up my you, desire you, not to be touched? No, you would have a severe anxiety attack because half your mm. brain would be like, "Touch me, touch me," and the other half would be like. Get, Get your hands off of me. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm getting nervous about that. My big concert weekend's coming that's up. Rapidly and, approaching. And that's a place where everybody well, I got problems with that. I, I might I might just have to uh might just have to punt it. What? So so I was doing this. I I got a buddy lives down south. He's the one I vacation with on one of my many fabulous vacations I take in the summer. And it was kind of our thing, and we got enough tickets the wives could come along, or we'd find a couple more guys. At least for Metallica, I bought four tickets. I, I didn't get in a big hurry. I still haven't even bought the Motley Crue tickets. I'm thinking I'll be able to get a hold of them. You'll have time. Motley Crue in a baseball stadium. I think I can find my way in in 2022. You know, it was right. 1988. That'd have been a different story. But so now he 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 can't make it. He, he's got to work. He's got to go away out of the country for work. And so now I'm looking at either finding some other donkey dicks just to go along or just taking the wife, and, and, and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be the same. Hear me out on this. Oh, show trip? Show trip. Or, oh, could you imagine Briggs? Wheeling him in. Hey, we can get the, get the yep. handicap seats, though. Boy. You always get the upgrade. In the parking pass? Right, yeah. We could probably park in the stadium. Absolutely. Because he's already 100 years old. He'd be like, oh. He'll be crippled up. It's nice of you to bring your great-grandfather with you. You think Briggs likes Metallica? I'm sure he does. You think? Uh, he's one of those that'd be the original. Nothing after the Black well, Album. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like that. but So hear me out on my actual idea. You have right. four tickets, right? I do. You hate people. I do. Just go myself. <laughs> You and the missus sit in the middle two seats and have a seat on each side of you as a cushion. Oh, yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. But, but see, she, she would go. 
<laughs> she'd go willingly, and she'd drive my drunk ass home, which is a good thing. But she'd still give me that disapproving look when I get hammered and do the devil horns and start banging my bald head now. <laughs> or, you know, so it, it wouldn't be the same. She, she wouldn't. I, I need somebody else to horse's ass it up with me. Mm. You know what I mean? That's fair. Because it's not often I let go, you know. And so probably I'll get there and I'll start getting all emotional. You know what I mean? I'll start thinking about what it was like in 1992 before my life sucked and before (laughs) I sucked. You know what I mean? And and so then, you know, I let Metallica get me emotional. I'm devil horning and she's just looking at me. Look at this drunk, fat slob I married. (laughs) It just takes all the fun out of it. The stories that would come out of that, though. Well, that's true. We that's could true. interview her the week after. Yeah, it would be great people watching. You know, if I could remember, I would. <laughs> I remember one time. Here's where this started. She, she, she was expressed her disappointment with me for about three days afterwards. <laughs> and this is way back. It's probably before we were married. We we're wow. we we're just married or still dating. And I went to a Counting Crows concert. It was live in the Counting Crows, I believe. Okay. We're, we're going way back. Yeah, and, like, that's some heavy mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't into mosh. I, I was never a mosh guy. I, that wasn't mosh. No, pit. not at Hold all. On. You're, you're doing stick. <laughs> I got metallic. It's stuck in my head. And so so we're out there, and Counting Crows played first. I'm, I'm having some drinks. I'm in, in my 20s when I wasn't professional at the time. Was this at Starlight? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was. We were out, definitely outside. And at that point in time, beers were probably like 6 bucks as yeah. opposed to 9 and 12 And now. their security policy was really lax, so you could just cram a 12-pack down your pants and nobody even looked at you. You know what I mean? So, so they played, had a good time, live was playing, and then halfway through live set, I'm blanking on his name, Adam Levine. No. no. What's the lead singer of Counting Crows? Like Dershowitz or something? Something like well, that. No, he was a politician, but it was something like that, whatever Adam's name was. So he comes back out to sing with live, and, and now I'm completely inebriated, and apparently, now I'm told this, I have no direct recollection of this, where I just threw... Duritz. Duritz, that's it. Where I just threw two hands up in the air and screamed for 15 minutes Hey, it's Mr. Jones! It's Mr. Jones! <laughs> so I decided the lead singer, and I just lost my mind and got emotional. And she was very disappointed. And I can just see that happening at a Metallica for concert. three days she was mad at yeah, you for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't seem like the type that would be mad for well, three I wouldn't, days. Well, I wouldn't say mad. More mocking. You know, that, that's how oh. we handle things here. Well, like as you that's saw, deserve it. as you saw, she came. She dropped by the studio here earlier, right, right as we were going on air. And you see how we greet each yes. other, you know, middle Loving fingers me. in the air, both directions. So it's a bit of a different relationship than most people have. Yeah. And so the mockery, and I, I, t- I like to be the mocker, uh, less the mocky, in case you've never noticed. And so now, now I see where the issue comes in yeah. because. Three days of mocking is deserved for that. Right. Oh, absolutely. For yeah. every five minutes, it's one day. Yeah. So if you I, did I it for 15 so. minutes, yeah. the math checks so out. So if I'm down there with a buddy and everybody's getting hammered, and that's her problem. She won't get all slopped up like I will. And so if I'm down there and we're all horse-assing horse it up, then, then things like this you can forgive them. But when someone's there drinking two beers and just watching this mess that I become, <laughs> it's, it's just not going to be the same. Like, she'd be a good sport, but it, it's not going to be the same. So you haven't looked into the hotel room down there for this yet? No, no. Because I think that's the route you go. You get the hotel room. You both get all sauced up. See, I still don't think she would. Really? She's like an adult. It's weird. It's kind of a bummer. Hmm. 
What if the daughter went with you? I mean, she's got her own well, car. Well, she can't get slopped up. She's right. only 15. Yeah, well, she's got her own car. She can drive. <laughs> Don't get me started. You want me to start yelling about that <laughs> on the air? No. Yeah, apparently we buy 15-year-olds cars now. Hmm. Well. And by we, I mean the woman to whom I'm related by marriage <laughs> for now. What? Hey, there's always those people outside the stadium with the signs that say that they need tickets. Mm-hmm. What if you took a couple of them in? How does that work? <laughs> that would be funny. How does that work in the digital ticket environment? I've wondered. Am I really going to give this guy my cell phone number? I don't know. This has bothered me for a long time. Next time I'm in that situation, I'll ask. Yeah. See, I've never had the guts to ask. I need to be down there slopped up and ask. So the one time we were going to a show and the guys said had a sign that said, I need a ticket. I was like, hey, I got an extra one. You want to come with us? He got so pissed. Oh, he didn't think it was funny. No. That's good shtick. No. And that's actually, I'd never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. That's good shtick. He, he did not like that at all. Um, it, like, because he left his corner and was walking towards me. Uh, he was about 15 yards away, and at the five-yard mark, I was like, hey, you can come on in with us. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I think, I'm pretty sure I got a nephew. Oh. Well, that doesn't seem very appreciative. Yeah. It was a generous offer. Yeah, I got an extra ticket, man. I'll, yeah. Hey, come on. You want to see some good music? Let's go. <laughs> come on in. Did you ever buy from a scalper before? I my, did at Steeler games in the old days. My dad bought um, a tick, well, two tickets. We were on our way back from a trip out west, and uh, we were in St. Louis. It was the year for Mark McGuire and Sammy oh, Sosa. Oh, that year. Nice. And... Um, we didn't have tickets. My dad was like, oh, you know. Because it's a baseball we, game. You can always get tickets. Right. Yeah. And we were Pirates fans, so you could always go down and get tickets. Yeah. Well, apparently. Sit in the dugout for $3. Apparently, when there's a home run chase going nah. on and, you know. In a town that actually cares about baseball, yeah. There's no tickets. Ah. Like, he got laughed at at the ticket booth. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we found a scalper and charged us a ridiculous amount of money get inside and we go to the section and we're looking for the seat show the guy the ticket and he goes where'd you get this oh no did you get hoodwinked <laughs> horn swoggled and my dad's like oh yeah we got it from a scalper he goes go stand over there <laughs> it was fake yeah so <laughs> they didn't catch it at the gate so we got in but we had to stand in, like, the standing room. Well, at least the guy wasn't a dick and didn't yeah. throw you out. He could have bounced you out of there. Yeah, so I got to see from batting practice the whole way through the ninth inning, standing. Well, that's good. That's only about five hours. Yeah. So, so yeah. that had to be a good time. I mean, it's never hot in the summer in yeah. St. Louis. I mean, thankfully, the standing room was shaded. So oh, I had yeah. that. And you got that going. That. And, a, and a story to tell for years. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty hilarious. I, I always worried about that. I never had it happen. I, I give the dude credit, like, make up a perfect ticket, but no actual seat yeah. under, like, that section. So row. it didn't even exist. So nope. it wasn't even like he duplicated one. It nope. just flat didn't exist. Didn't that, exist. That is awesome. Yeah. They're looking for a rube like you to come rolling through. <laughs> they just saw my dad from a mile away like, oh, <laughs> this one's mine, guys. Yeah, this I got him. I got him. You ever try to sell tickets to one? You talk about no. low ball. They will insult you. I had one time we had four Steeler tickets, and I, I don't know, probably paid face value or a little over and so shocker two people dropped out at the end like always happens 
And so I thought, I'll just sell them to a scalper. You know, don't worry about paying me for them or whatever. And I go up. So at that time, they were probably 75 or $80 seats. The guy mm-hmm. offered me 10 bucks. I then said F you and said, and <laughs> did what you said. And we crammed in the middle, had a seat on either side of us. Nice. See, this is my new thing, too, which is where this could be a good thing. I may go by myself. And just have because it's in, there are four on the aisle, mm-hmm. so I could have one in the aisle. I could seat sit in seat two, and then have two on either side of me. Because my entire goal, I want to go to these places where lots of people gather. Okay, but I am appalled and offended if anybody's near me. I, agreed. So I just did this. I buy my dad Steeler tickets for his birthday every year. That was that was last week. Mm-hmm. And so in Heinz Field, did I tell this story last week? I don't, I'm feeling like I've told this before. I, think so where oh, i yeah, yeah, the, the, buy the row on top yeah. where i'm all by myself and so that that's my new thing so that could work for me but, but can i get emotional and slopped up by myself down there even more so you think just think like then i become you, the guy people are recording look at this weird old guy sobbing during nothing else matters do uh, i want to go viral for that i mean for that there's worse things to go viral yeah. for i mean just, chances are i'll keep my pants on so it won't be anything real bad really I'd be more likely to windmill during Poison than I would during Metallica. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> You'll headbang, but a different way. Right, yeah, yeah. Poison is is, uh, is uh, well, windmill music. Yeah. You know? that, that, is the missus going with you to that one? Well, I don't even have tickets yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you going to invite her? Yeah. See, that one would be even worse. How so? It, it's a long one. It's Joan Jett, Poison... Def oh, Leppard, Motley like Crue, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, we'll, we'll start bitching halfway through Unskinny Bop, and we'll still have <laughs> Def Leppard and Motley Crue to go, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't even think that's a possibility, which I don't mind missing that one. I've seen all those bands, say for Joan Jett, 400 times. And that's getting to the point you get you get it's good crowd watching, but I start to get annoyed after a while. Shocker, right? So what? Yeah, so it's the guys my age and older that still take it way too seriously. Who still think it's one of the movies I've watched. What's the one with Adam Sandler where he's got to go back through school? all the school stuff you remember that oh billy madison yeah and he shows up at high school when he finally gets to high school and he shows up in his trans am and his jean jacket and he leans up against it because he still thinks it's 1987 so it's these guys so you'll have a few thousand of these guys but what most of the crowd is was so it's about a third of them maybe a quarter of them about a quarter of people like me who are somewhere in between but then now half the crowd is 25 to 35-year-olds who thinks it's a cute novelty thing and it's a big joke. And it starts – I don't know why. It starts to piss me off after a while. I'm looking for a fight, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I'm at that age officially where it's, it's really confusing, borderline upsetting to see – the kids today wearing the shirts that I used to wear. Mm. Wearing them ironically? Yeah. Because when I was in college, I would bitch about it where kids would come into the store when I was working security. And I'd be like, that kid doesn't even know one Misfit song. He just likes that shirt because, <laughs> you know, on and on and on. And now it's like, that's the Christmas, Christmas. Crispest? Most crisp. 
crispiest? Oh. Well, it wouldn't be crispy. It's just crisp. Hmm. Huh. See, this is where we need breaks. I can't believe he didn't call in. He said, nah, not this week. <laughs> he just said, nah, not this <laughs> week. We should call him. Make him explain himself. What the hell does nah right. mean? I've been, I've been sitting here wondering what the show title's going to be. I now know what it is. Nah, not this week. <laughs> well, let me write that down. Oh. Nah. N-A-H? N-A-H. What a dick. Well, he's all Percocetted up. Yeah. Well, that's why this would be great. Right? Yeah, he, he would definitely say something racist. It would be and awesome. The computer's so far away. Yeah. That I, well, yeah. I, could, I wouldn't be able to catch it in time. <laughs> no editing because it's live. <coughs> oh, no, I'm choking to death here. You know what one makes me mad? I haven't seen it in years, but even in high school when, when the people who should have been were actually wearing it. Remember when every teenager on the planet Earth had that Pearl Jam shirt with the box crayons on it? Yeah. And so it started out with the uh, with uh, the hipster douches like you, mm-hmm. and then it sort of eked out into the normies like me, mm-hmm. and then it took that step further to like where the kids in the band were wearing it, and it really yeah. annoyed me, and it went on for like 15 years. I don't know why that one bothered me. And really, I, people should have been in like the... The U's should have been annoyed at me, but then when the other group got into it, then I I hooked up with the hipsters to turn on the nerds, you know what I mean? So when it all came down to it, that shirt unified people. I guess. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, that's true. That's true. I I sympathize with hipster douches like you. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it. Were you that in high school? You were a jog. What were you? (laughs) This is a great one. Well, you went to high school with seven people in your graduating class, too, so you had to kind of be everything. And that's what I was. Like, I didn't really hang out with the jocks, but I didn't hang out with, like, really hang out with the nerds. Mm -hmm. We didn't really have skaters. Um one of my best friends was a motocross guy. Yeah, I was I was before the skater thing really became big. Yeah, it it really tried in my town. Oh, there, did it? There was like three um, hardcore skaters, like wearing the Junkos and the yeah and the potato sacks. Yeah, it became a thing. I was about five years ahead of it. I just missed it. Yeah, you're you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with that being said, like, kind of wish I was born in california and could surf and skateboard yeah it was cool right right not bow dunk yeah middle of the woods where somebody wants to hit you with an axe right, you, right. pull up your pants <laughs> i never understood that with the skateboarders of yeah. all things yeah yeah well, i don't know why your butt needed to be out for yeah that. but uh yeah i just kind of floated amongst mm. all of them and never really put down roots in any of them and yeah, see, I, I was just a normie all the way just just a normie Strap hanger. Oh, okay. Ham and egger. That's what I was. Yeah. Nothing nothing exciting. I tried to get the benefits of being the jock and the grades, but then also, like, hang out with the smarter kids so people thought I was smarter than I actually yeah. was. I also graduated with 800 people, so. You did? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's right. You went down the road. I yeah. thought you went up the no, road. No, no. I went down. I lived, I lived four miles from the high school that my daughter now attends, mm-hmm. I live 25 miles from the high school I did attend. <laughs> the line happened to be right about where I lived, and I was on the wrong side of that line. I moved five miles from home and switched school districts. Nice. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the hell we got there, why anybody would find this interesting. but uh, You know, we get a lot of emails. That's true. At uh, She may be a grandma, but she's not my grandma. Correct. At Yahoo.com. That really are interested in our backstories. Well, they, they should be. They, they should mean, be. Mine, but boring. Same. But we gotta we gotta sprinkle them in here and there because when Briggs starts with his, uh, yeah, then it's like the Iliad and the Odyssey. Well, and it, the amount of editing you have to do, and you just, Rick, you can't say that word anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I really think I'm getting carpal tunnel. I mean, yeah. just from the editing, and right. the Clicking and the dragging, and we need to do an unedited. Show. I still want to do that, and, and I tried one year and it failed miserably. With the, I, I think about when the caveman drafts coming up. Yeah, I think what we can't. Here's what we've got to do. We got to figure out a way. And actually, now would be a captive audience, I would think, because he's going to have a hard time getting out of here. Right. Rather than remember the one year I just recorded it and I listened ten minutes in, I yep. thought, all right, twelve people are going to lose their families, <laughs> jobs, and six of them are going to lose their freedom. I can't put any of this out there. So I think what we need to do is, if we can get enough people to stick around, we just need to do a show after the draft. Oh, like just a post-draft recap. I like, like that. I mean, right now you only get drunk me once a year, maybe twice. Well, the Christmas episode. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll get into the Larrys, and I got a fresh stockpile of Larrys. I've been holding off. I'm trying to – two vacations in four weeks, and they were pretty heavy vacations, so I'm kind of doing a cleanse now. But but I got to get after that Larrys here pretty soon, which which is – I don't know why. That stuff's like methamphetamine. I don't know what (laughs) – it's only 6% alcohol or 6.5. I don't understand. Maybe it's all the sugar. I I have no idea. But It's uppers and downers at the same time. Yeah, it cracks me completely out. But but I think you get a drunk me normally. Uh, this year might be different. You get a just slobber knockered Briggs, and and that's your baseline. Yeah. But so it seems your new thing is you like to pick the drunkest person out of the draft, which has been me before, mm-hmm. and try to poke them a, a little bit. And <laughs> Wait, so what? Yeah, I know you think I didn't notice, <laughs> but but so that could be good for the show too because yeah. because drunk is your baseline. So as you get drunk, it doesn't right. much matter. You just do your bit. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll have to up it this year, and I'll just, just falling down, falling down, pee in your pants, drunk. I mean, it's been what twenty, twenty three hours since I did that. Oh, so yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. About time. Save it up till then. Yeah, and then it'll only take forty seven beers to get you to that point. I have an idea. Oh, it's never good. What if I go cold turkey for this month, and then the night of the draft? really tight turn the faucet back on yeah now would it be though aren't drunks like you like you can't just quit cold turkey or you'll seize up and die yeah i mean what's a seizure or two well that's fine by me i don't care i don't need your your wife yelling at us for giving Uh, you a seizure yeah yeah i got enough angry women in my life i don't need to add your wife too (laughs) fair all right well we'll do a week of weaning off the sauce yeah let's do a week yeah Wieners. (laughs) (laughs) Wieners. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> See, if, if Rick hadn't said what he said, Wiener Sauce would be a good show title. Yeah. Actually, I think that's better, isn't it? I, I, like I think it's got to be Wiener okay. Sauce. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nah. Nah. <laughs> it's got to be that, right? Yeah. What, what a dick. <laughs> I'm really angry. Well, we've been at this for an hour and, and talked about absolutely nothing. So, hey. What? Now, you can be a normie. Okay. Strap hanger. Yep. You can be a hipster. Mm-hmm. 
You can be a nerd. You can be in the band. You can be whatever you want to be. Well, let me tell you where you're going to be welcome is the chop shop. Absolutely. Get down there. You can bring your own beer. So you can bring Larry's Lemonade. You can True. bring that oil can crap that you drink. Indeed. You can, if you're in the band, you can bring wine coolers. Do they still make those? They you can do. bring whatever you want. You can bring your own hooch. You can get all liquored up. Get you some poutine. Get you a sandwich. Get you a burger. Get whatever. Main Street and Butler. Get your butt. There. I haven't been down there in a while. Actually, I'm thinking Friday's the day. It, it's been. I was on a streak there. Where I was going once a week for a good long time. I need to get myself back. So I went to the dentist today, <laughs> and I walked behind the chop shop. Oh, I know what dentist you went to. Yeah. So I'm walking along, and I'm like, you know what? I think after I get my mouth ripped apart, mm-hmm. I'm going to fill in all those crevasses. With the epicness that is yeah, the chop shop. With pot roast yeah. off the poutine, yeah. So I'm walking back. I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I can do lunch this early. So unfortunately, I didn't. Oh, big mistake. Huge mistake. And you could have brought poutine here. Had I been thinking. Yeah. But as we know, that's not really my thing. No. I like to hang out with the thinkers. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. So you you need to keep one more around to to come up with ideas. I think what we do need to do, since you and Rick are right there, one time we need to bring some food here. Once we get Rick back in studio, because he's never happier than when there's food in front of him. That's true. And what I do like, I know the listeners can hear this, and he swears they can't. He will sit there and eat the entire show. (laughs) We we did a show years. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the air or just off the air. We did a show years ago when the fantasy show was hot, when we were getting a lot of listeners. Like, we were, it was before the whole thing exploded, so there was about 25 podcasts who actually focused on fantasy football. We were amongst them, so... So we were a fairly big deal at the time. And I showed up, and he's eating a bag of chips. <laughs> I remember this one. And I didn't even realize till halfway through the show, he never quit eating the chips. <laughs> did the whole show, mouthful, crumbs everywhere. So you put some poutine in front of him. Oh, or, put, yeah. or the time you brought in hot dogs. He ate six hot dogs throughout the show. Yeah. There would, there would be times where I would say something. Like, we never, you don't want to do, be that bad show where, what do you think, Alejandro, about this? You know, there's kind of those natural <laughs> right. handoff points. So I'd make the point, and I'd look over to him, and he'd give me this. He'd give me the wave. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm eating here. I'm eating here. So, so that that could be funny. So you get him in here all hobbled up, messed up on Percocet and Yingling yep. with a mouthful of chop shop. I think it would be brilliant. I think we just sit back and poke the bear. <laughs> just make him mad. The whole time. I mean, we'd have to throw that windscreen away when he starts screaming and That's food true. starts flying out of his mouth. And he, like you said, he's captive. He yeah. can't get pissed off yeah. and just walk off. He likes to do that, too. He, just he's put the, headphone, put the headphones down and walk out. <laughs> he ain't walking anywhere. No, no, it'd be 15 <laughs> minutes before he gets himself all gathered up. Yeah. That's probably why he doesn't want to come back to back to the studio, though, because he does like to. I hope you guys know, you know, Finkelstein plays outro music. Rick is in his car before the <laughs> outro music is done. I've never seen anything like it. I get him to say, take care, and he gone. Gone. Just, just that quick. I don't know where he's going, what he's doing. He must have a better home life than me. I am never in that big of a hurry to get home. <laughs> I've been known to take the long way from time to time. Which... The long way for you is long. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it can be butt long, get, I'll tell you that. Get the sundial yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. We had about 12 other things to talk about, but we're not going to. Okay. Unless, is there something else? I mean. Who cares? I Actually, I have a question Oh, for you. all right. Julio. 
How do you feel about him going to the Bucks? I feel like he's grasping. Okay. He wants that ring. He just wants the ring. Will he contribute? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? Nah, not this year. <laughs> I don't. Know. I thought he had an opportunity with Tennessee last year, right? He, he wasn't healthy. Wasn't uh, healthy. I, I grant you, but is he going to be healthy this year? I think he comes in. There'll be one week, right, where he'll make the big play or something yeah. and, and contribute. But I just chasing the ring, and I don't know. I've gotten soured on that. So, I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt last season. Like, yeah, you're in one system now. Granted, it's changed. When it was it seven times while he yeah, was there per season, but for the most part, it was Matt Ryan and him being on the same page. Right, I'm gonna huck the ball, go get it. Yeah, not that Ryan Tannehill can't do that, but you don't have the same rapport with him. Yeah, and AJ Brown's there, so you know, I I, I don't know if he got a raw deal, but getting injured and. Well, Just, and you know what? It's a fair point. You you do have to wonder. He was good right up to the point he left Atlanta. You didn't see much of a slide his last year in Atlanta. But how many times have we seen this with NFL players where they just fall off the table? Yeah. You don't – maybe quarterbacks. That's about it. You don't slowly decline in professional – you know, baseball, golf, all other right. major sports – you kind of see a slow decline. Quarter or running backs, wide receivers. It's just you're an all pro, and then you can't get on the field. Right. You can't play anymore. So, I, I guess we'll know early on, right? What was last year with Julio an, an aberration? It, Ryan Tannehill just wasn't that dude, and he didn't get a caught up to speed, and he was hurt the whole time. I don't know if he's going to succeed with anybody. He's going to succeed with Tom Brady. So Julio, say seventy five percent. Or is that going too high, do you think? It's possible. We'll give him 60. All right. We'll go under. Julio at 60% of what we know Julio on one side. All Big right. Big body, 6'3", is what, 220-something? Yeah. Mike Evans, 6'5", 230-something on the other side. So you got two big boys yeah. that Tom Brady can throw the ball to. Then you got wheels potentially with Goodwin coming back. Yeah. You got Scotty Miller and now Russell Gage down there in right. the slot. That's dangerous. Yeah. I could see that I could see them using Julio almost in more of a tight end type right. of situation just down in the red zone, which would be ironic, right? Cuz he's right. been all those years <laughs> being built like a tight end and he would have 700 catches for 15,000 yards every year and three touchdowns. It was the most I could never explain it. Did he only get double digits like twice in his career? Well, and it was towards the end, right? I, it, it was a bit on this show. It'd be the the Julio Jones touchdown tracker. I mean, it, it was ridiculous how few times, especially early in his career when he was putting up those Madden-type numbers. <laughs> then once they got to the red zone, they figured, all right, you, you've done enough. Go sit down. I, I never understood it. So maybe he, he does that reversal now. His – Sophomore year in the NFL was the only time he had double-digit touchdowns. It's crazy. Ten. Never made, never made a lick of That's sense. That's it. That is it. And a year that he had 1,800 yards, yeah, eight I, touchdowns. I remember this year, yeah. 1,600 yards, eight touchdowns. So maybe that, that maybe that's his, his role. Yeah. And, I mean, between him and Mike Evans, like I said, big boys down there. In the corner, I mean, Julio can still jump. Oh, I would think, yeah. He might not be, what was he, 4-3 or something in the 
at the combine yeah. way back when. He might not have those wheels. Nah, he's probably like 45 minutes now. Yeah. But, well, I think we say that, he's probably, what, 34, 35 years old, something like that? Even that old? Yeah. I think. So I mean, maybe there's something there. That, that is crowded, though, right? I would worry – you know, the, the the hot name in fantasy was, was Russell Gage, you know, him going down there. You, you know, you wonder what that does because Mike Evans still that dude. I, they're, and this surprises me. There are rumblings that they think Godwin's going to be back week one. Yeah. I, I'll believe that when I see it. But you got those two guys, you know, where does it gauge? And you're going to want to, if, if they keep him, then that's probably, a, that might be an if with Julio Jones. You got to keep these guys engaged and involved. How much is there going to be go around? And you got Scotty Miller, and we all know Brady is obsessed with his weird looking little fast white guy. He's going right? to be a part of it. I don't care what anybody, I don't care how good Russell Gage is, Miller's going to be involved because Tom Brady loves nothing more than a white slot receiver. It's just what he does. Doing a slant across right. the middle. And, and it works it every time. So I <laughs> say this mockingly but it's brilliant yeah and maybe it's a coincidence they're all white i don't know but but facts are facts so do you think throwing this conspiracy theory out there was it a new england system or was it a tom brady system where people buy into it you look when brady first went to tampa bay and they just surrounded him with offensive talent right Second year in Tampa Bay, you know, they, they give him all the weapons back again. And, like, he had A.B. there. Right, yeah. Now, granted, things yeah. didn't pan out so well. <laughs> kind of went sideways a little bit. But for the most part, A.B., one of the biggest head cases, yeah. still bought in. Still did. And everybody benefited from yeah. it. I mean, to win that many and be that dominant, the answer is, and this is boring, is always going to be as a little bit of both, right? But I, I think as time goes on, as we see his success in Tampa, I think we find out, oddly, this is more about Tom Brady, right? And, and I think it's just, you. we've seen, I mean, he'll do it live on TV and on the sidelines, so I can't imagine what's going on in the locker room. Tom Brady isn't afraid to get into that ass. Right. He's going to do it. And he's Tom Brady, so he's got the backing of the, the league. He's got the backing of the coaches, of management, whatever. You're not going to win you go to head-to-head with Tom Brady. So he gets up in you. You want him to quit screaming at you. You're going to have to perform at your best level and do your job. It seems to be – the year before he left, I'd have told you, and I probably did, into this microphone, this is more about more about Bill Belichick. Okay. The more we find out, I don't think – because I still think Belichick – you know, whatever he's doing, the success they've had bringing in a rookie quarterback, and, you know, the Cam Newton year notwithstanding when they had no quarterback, I don't think that was an accident, you know, right. quite honestly. And then you bring in Mac Jones and what they accomplished. I, I think they're one of the six or seven best teams in the AFC going into this year. So it was a perfect combination. It almost has to be to be that dominant that long. Right. But it was a lot more about Tom Brady than, than I wanted to give him credit for while it was happening. I. I'm going to be very interested to see, does Julio actually fill that Gronk role? Possible. I mean, they brought in, um, uh, oh, shoot, what's the tight end that they just brought in? Um, I can't even remember. Everybody was saying that uh, he's solely coming down to fill the Gronk role, and they got Cameron Brait there, and um, they drafted a – tight end that they were going to replace OJ. It was OJ Howard's replacement. Right. So they're bringing all these tight ends in, tight ends, tight ends, oh, tight ends. Kyle Rudolph. There you go. Yeah. He, Kyle, yeah. 
Kyle Rudolph's going to take the Gronk role, which yeah. I can see. Great hands, not very fast. Right. Strong as hell. Um, re- like I said, reliable hands. But maybe, maybe you bring in Julio and say, look, you're going to play the opposite side. But how do you feel about being more of a, a tight end, a hybrid tight end wide receiver? I think that's what he has to be, right? And make no mistake about it, Gronk's coming back in October. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, so they, we have that in the mix. So Maybe November. So, I mean, if this was a fantasy show, Julio Jones is in no conversation. I don't want to hear that business. But, but for the team, he's going to make a couple plays. Oh, yeah. If he makes a team. It, Vegas has already got him at, I think it was 834 yards. Oh, I'd take the under on that. What is it, 834 and four TDs maybe now here's where I would be afraid where I actually I say now I'd take the under I would never put real money on it there's always the possibility with Tom Brady where he just decides you know what I think I want Julio Jones to have an all pro year yeah and he will yeah (laughs) it'll be less about Julio Jones than it will be Tom Brady I don't think that's going to happen there's too many miles to feed too many great receivers around him. Julio Jones, chief among everybody in their prime. I take Julio Jones out of those three. Right. Now he's easily number three on that list. But you know, Tom Brady's going to keep everybody happy. But there's always that little where they get a little rapport. They become buddies you know, down here at training camp. And he just decides, okay, Julio, I'm going to give you a resurgence in your career. I, I always think about, like, everybody writes Mike Evans off. Oh, yeah. yeah he's we, a forgotten man. And what does he do every yeah. year? He gets you that thousand yards and never complains about mm-hmm. it. He knows his role and he embraces makes plays, it. Rarely hurt. I mean, he's just he's he's that dude. I was I was trying to look real quick. Um, I don't remember Julio being a drop guy. No, no. So you you bring in reliable hands and you go look, Julio. You're here for a ring. Here's yeah. what you need to do: yeah. just catch the damn ball. Yep. And here's the thing, down here at the end of the field where we have the team name or city painted in there, that's called an end zone. The big yellow thing? Yeah. Now, I know in Atlanta you weren't allowed there. Right. All right, here, this is where you're going to live. It it could work out well. Did you ever see uh, a forward down under a hoop boxing out? It it could be that. We we want you to do that. (laughs) You're a big guy. Yeah. You're about three foot taller than the secondary. Right. I want you to just jump up and catch the ball. Come down with it. Yeah, yeah. Put both feet in that weird box y- yeah. that we were telling you about. Yeah. And then come up with a dance that you want to do. Oh, well, certainly a dance. I'd like to see a Julio Jones dance. You never got to see him before. I would like to see him bring the dirty bird to Tampa. Ooh. That could be fun. The dirty bucko? Oh, that sounds like. <laughs> see, now we could have another show. <laughs> we need to get out of here before we use them all up. All right, play some outro music. I'm hungry. What's for dinner tonight? I don't know. I don't know which one. Oh, I hit the... Hey, that'll work. Rick Briggs, listen. You're going to call the show next week. You're going to be a part of it. No more nah. Nah, he says. N-A-H. You're going to call into the show before you're done with the Percocet. Now, I suspect he may never be done, but... In case he is, we got to get you on the show. We got to find out who. Let the audience see what we see. Right. The the inner workings, the the nightmare that is Rick Briggs. The, the behind the curtain. 
So, all right, well, we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. Finkelstein in the captain's chair. We'll listen back. Maybe you could even hear him this week, and it didn't sound like I was just talking to myself. At Asylum, or not at Asylum Football, that doesn't exist anymore. At Chaos and Disorder, Chaos and Disorder pod on the Facebook. Until next time, we'll see you. Oh, by the way, thanks, Andy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, you, you, you that's supposed fall to be my, short. Yeah. yeah, that's your bit. And rival lovers, you can find them on uh, the Bandcamp. Indeed, I believe. Yeah, and you can find all of our tasteful photos at our OnlyFans page. Yeah. But more importantly, our email address again is: she may be a grandma, but she's not my grandma at yahoo.com. Hasta luego. Say take care. You have to. I can't end the show without it. Take care. Fair enough. Bye, horse.